sister here and we have a great conversation and banter about world free Palestine free Palestine all my homies say free Palestine um, free Palestine and a bunch of other good stuff so before we get there I'm gonna let Mook introduce but for you guys who don't know we have the lovely and the beautiful Big Lean or Lena for you who know her a little bit more intimately here with us um, she's here to talk to us about life her podcast and just a bunch of other fun stuff. And before we start, it's That Big Talk Podcast. Yes. So That's right. Yes, make sure y'all tune in, subscribe, and do all that good stuff. But move, take it away. Oh, yeah, man. Welcome. Thank so you, thank you. Thank you for having me. How was Ramadan, first of all? Honestly, Ramadan, this Ramadan was probably the best Ramadan I've ever had. Mm. Spiritually. Okay. You know, spiritually, mentally, for me, it was, it was a really, really great Ramadan. How was your Ramadan? Same. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Even though it's like only my second Ramadan. But right, it was still it. like it was beautiful. Like, I came out I came out of it alhamdulillah. I came out of it very at peace. You know what I'm saying? We was talking last night randomly and I was just telling about like how my Ramadan looked and it was just like how I realized so many people so poor. And, like how long really put like poverty between people's eyes. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, yeah. And then, you know, it was beautiful because I like this year, I actually fasted from everything, like music and oh, like, wow. all of that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And so it was it was chill. Like, and then now when I start listening to music, it's totally different. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Like, it's like now it's like certain things that I like very curated. So, yeah, man, you know, I was even, uh, I enjoyed, uh, really enjoyed this Ramadan. That's good. Yeah. May I ask some questions as someone who did not partake in Ramadan? Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> I always wonder, like, because I, I was talking to him last night randomly, and I was saying something about I think um, Islam is the most disciplined religion, like, of all the religions. Like, no matter what you kind of feel or think about it, one thing that you can say is that, like, there's a certain level of discipline that some of the other religions don't have. Um, how do you kind of, like, tap into that? Because, it, like, it's easy to, I think, like, say it and talk about it, but, like, to actually live it and do it is, like, a whole nother ball game. So, like, just for, like, people on the outside looking in, like, how do y'all, like, go through it? Is it just, like, I can't really explain. I don't know. Okay. So I see it in, like, two different ways. So the first way is, like like you said, it's pretty disciplined, right? So for those, for example, you might be able to tell from a different perspective, mm -hmm. but for, like, those who were brought in or born into it, right, you don't differentiate it as religion, and then it's kind of you think it's culture or a mm -hmm. way of life already. Okay. So... It's kind of like you're taught when you're little to do something. So it's not like it's discipline. That's why I commend reverts because mm -hmm. it's like it's something new again, right? Mm -hmm. It's being taught again. And I feel like that's real discipline. Mm -hmm. So I see a lot of like reverts coming back and their dean is like on point. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's because they understand the meaning of why they're doing these type of things. Versus some people who are just like, oh, it's just a way of life, but sometimes mm -hmm. don't know. Like, I kind of had to relearn a lot of things on yeah, my own. Got you, got you, got you know you. what I mean? I mean, um, I'll, I'll just go to you next. But um, I think that's a, for, like, a lot of religions. Like, a lot of people are kind of born into religion. Mm -hmm. But, like, for you in particular, what was there, like, a turning point? You're like, wow, maybe I need to, like, maybe think about this differently or, like, get yes. back to learning. Yes, and I think that happened to me. Really, the biggest time, like, this this Ramadan. Like, there was a lot of things that I used to do that now is just kind of like, I don't see the point in it anymore, you know? Or I don't see, you know, like, a reason for certain actions or a reason for certain things I was doing before with no regards mm -hmm. as to now where it's like, it's you're abstaining from it during Ramadan, you can't do it. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, you know what? After doing it for 30 days for real, I'm like, 
I don't even know if I want to if I want to go back. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely definitely this Robert. I'm not going to get into particulars, I guess, cuz you know, at that point it gets like <laughs> deep and personal. personal. Yeah. yeah. But I think yeah, for sure. For um, you. Cuz I think she hit on something interesting, you know, the difference between reverts and yeah. Um she tried to hit the nail on the head cuz uh like I'm going through like try like retraining. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, last year, it was totally different. Like, and then it was just, like, quarantine and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for sure. Then I was going through everything personally. And then, like, I wasn't fully leaning in. You know what I'm saying? And then after Ramadan, like, a lot more stuff kept happening to me. And I was just like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And then, um, no bull, around, like, November, December, I really just started, like, all right. Like, let me just open this app more. And then so I started listening to Quran, reading Quran, you know what I'm saying? Started listening to different um, scholars, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Things like that. To, like, actually, like, understand the religion, because it's totally different from, like, just, like, like, I'm Muslim. But, like, trying to understand the Quran and, like, what's actually being said to me, what's being taught, it's totally different. And so, like, that's what I was really trying to understand. And so I was doing that. And then, like, I had to make up days from last Ramadan. So I did that this year. And then like, cause before Ramadan this year, I pre-fasted cause it did get my body ready. Cause like I wasn't, wor- I wasn't working last year during Ramadan. Yeah. And then like my job this year is just like, it's more like manual labor. So I was just like, all right, like I need to get my body ready. There's no cold turkey in this one change. <laughs> and so like I started pre-fasting and then like, I was told like, I didn't do the sleeping schedule though. Like I just like slept through the night, woke up and then went through my day. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so that got me right. I was ready for that, alhamdulillah. But other than that, yeah. like, I was already good. And so, like, when I was at work, I didn't really listen to music because they would play it out, like, over mm-hmm. the speakers and shit. And so, like, I put my AirPods in and then just listen to the Quran. You know what I'm saying? I listen to, like, my Islamic podcast. Shout out to Firstly Grounded. I really appreciate them. And then, so, uh, yeah, like, I would do stuff like that. Like, I'd be totally different like you know what i'm saying so it's like i switched up a lot of habits going into ramadan and then it's just like one thing like last year i wanted foundation going into ramadan this year i wanted like discipline so it's just like i was I like practicing that. discipline right. you're supposed to go into ramadan with like goals you know what i'm saying that was my goal so it's just like this year i was like, i was trying to do discipline like all around discipline because it's like i know where i'm weak at in life you know what i'm saying so it's just like yeah like if I stop these things for 30 days, then I really don't need them. And so, like, when I was going through Ramadan, I was just like, I bet. And I did it for, like, the first, like, two weeks before Ramadan started. I started, like, disciplining myself and all that. And then I did it for them 30 days, and I was just like, yeah, I'm good money. So, just like, you know what I'm saying? I'm good love. Like, I went into Ramadan with my goals, came out of commissioner. Um got pretty far in the Quran listening wise I need to open that journal up and start reading up so I can get the journal you know what I'm saying really understand it but I'll open up my Quran and it's on Ramadan too but it's just like I'm always on the go so like listening to it is just like um, so moving forward as Ramadan ends and we move forward for the remainder of the year for for my Muslim brothers and sisters, what what do you look forward to? Um, what are you hoping for? What are some of the things that you know you hope to impart? Because I think uh, I don't know if you guys know, but I think a lot of people take from you. Like people may not openly say, but I think a lot of people take you know you know heed the the discipline and the nature of just how you guys carry yourself and are like, you know, you know, we respect that and not just, you know, respect it, but sort of admire that and wish they could do for themselves, you know, may do it in some weird ways, you know, cause you know, that's American culture. But, um, I definitely think that's something. So like, I'm just curious, is there like some gems you guys maybe can share with the rest of us on, you know, <laughs> or what it looks like for the, the years, the year, for, the year we have, uh, coming forward? That's a good question. That's a good question. I think as pertaining to like, okay, once Ramadan's coming to an end, kind of 
what I'm trying to do, I guess, moving forward is, one, I'm going to try my best not to go back to those habits that I had before. And I think it's kind of different that now, yeah, inshallah, now that I don't have the desire to, because before Mm -hmm. it was kind of like, man, I want to do these things, but I know I can't, so I'm not going to do it for 30 days. But right after Ramadan, Mm-hmm. I fall back into the habit, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a relapse. Mm-hmm. But I think this year it's different because I'm like, wait, I actually don't feel like there's a need to do these certain things. So I'm going to use kind of this like reset to kind of apply it to different things in my life, not just religiously, just like life in general, you know, mm-hmm. like oh, you were yeah. talking about discipline, like, all right, this time, you know, for example, prayers five times a day mm-hmm. on time. You don't want to miss it during Ramadan, right? Then I'm like, I'm, I'm the worst with being on time. <laughs> the worst of thing on time. So I'm like, all right, I can use this discipline moving forward, like for work, my personal goals, um, going to the gym, anything that I have, I'm like, like no, nah, like this is this I'm is discipline. Mm-hmm. Let me structure it around this kind of thing so that I know moving forward I'm not falling back into like, oh dang, I'm thirty minutes late. Mm. Nah, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> my brother. So, um I had a question, I'm sorry. Go no, in the dark. <laughs> but um, you said you don't want to fall back into these habits. What are the habits that you don't want to mm-hmm. No, it's personal. It's I mean, no, I, don't, I didn't know if it was personal. I'll tell you some of them. No, yeah, no, no, it's I mean, fine. You, know, you say you got habits. Yeah, 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 no, it's fine. It's fine. It's not nasty. It's just nasty. Nasty. Like, what, what are the habits? What are the habits? It's okay. No, and you know what? At the same time, I think it's really good that you do ask something like that. For example, obviously... There's, there's some people out there that kind of want to know, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's the transparency of things. Mm-hmm. So I, I do give it. That's a good question. And some of them will get, I guess, to the, to the next part of the show. <laughs> but some of the things were like, for example, I was like, man, I used to smoke like all day every day. I know. It's, I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just what I do. It was like I was smoking all the time, 24-7. But I was getting really lazy. I wasn't like the productive smoker. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to smoke and just lounge all day. That was me. Yeah, I was like, okay, obviously... I know I can't do shit when I'm high, so let me not do it. And surprisingly, like, the shit that I had to do for, like, four or five months, I got done in 30 days. And when I saw that, I was like, yeah, I can't go back to this because I've just got a whole bunch of shit done for, like, in 30 days, mm-hmm. you know? So that was one of them. Um, and the others, yeah, we'll talk about later. What about you? <laughs> Is there any that you had that you were like, eh? Because um, you did a big, like... Yeah. Uh... Let me see one that I can honestly share. <laughs> That's not too wrong. I got one for you. And why Max? No, uh, actually no. Okay. Not doing Ramadan now. I did cut back on my. I tax like that. Stuff. It's not too wrong. Yeah. That's I like that. That's a good one, and that's yeah. the honest one. Um, but no, I ain't do that. But uh, <laughs> focusing is really the one thing. Like my discipline when I like just focus. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's what I was really, like, like looking forward to. Because, like, doing Ramadan, like, y'all know personally, like, I got a lot done. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I just, like, did a lot, like, without me even knowing. So, it's just, like, with that being said, like, I just want to focus more. And then um, I'm way more business-minded and business-focused, like, business-driven. You know what I'm saying? That's so, it's, like, I want to keep that mindset. And then a lot of um, good things have happened for you as well. So. For sure, you know I'm that. <laughs> and then um, saving money—that's one thing I've been able to oh, do yeah. too. Like, <laughs> I've gotten way better financially. You know what I'm saying? Just personally, like I haven't gotten into like investing and all that yet. But like my own personal bank account, bank account, like putting shit in your savings, like baby steps. Oh, mm-hmm. shit, for sure. You know what I'm saying? But just like studying up on like. What you want to invest yeah, in, like, how you want to invest. Yeah, because, like, stock market around, low key. So we know, we like, know how you feel, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just feel. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to participate in, like, the most allowed ways. So it's just like. Listen, yeah. I, I think there's a thing that's called, um, I do listen to this podcast called um, The Rule Breakers Investors Podcast on Motley Fool. The drink we talk about sometimes. Mm-hmm. And he talks about conscious investing, and um, it's the idea that hey this is what it is mm-hmm. like there's no getting around this like there's no like people there's this is a market in which people are selling goods people are trying to make profit mm-hmm. and that shareholder mm-hmm. for shareholders like you can't front but there are people who are trying to do good things within mm-hmm. not just the 
the space and what they worship, but also the community. For and sure. there are ways to find those people and help. So exactly. your money can go to that. So exactly. I do think there are places in which you can, like you said, make yourself not just make money, but also feel good about mm-hmm. where your money is going to. Mm-hmm. That means that's something feasible. Um, so yeah, I would just consider that, like like you said, um, the most allowed play possible. Yeah, for sure. I think like that should be in like all our all our decision making, right. like the most you know proper way the most you know the most human way exactly. right. like when people say when you say a lot most of the times I think a human yeah. just like doing things the right way or you mm-hmm. know the things with you know the most heart and compassion yeah. and yeah as long as people do that like right. doing making a conscious decision like in the most like lamest way of saying it because it's just like a lot of people is just like oh yeah like another and that's another thing is like a lot of people staff would like hit me up and just like like congratulations for completing Ramadan and all that and all that. That's nice. And I was just like, I appreciate it, bro. But it's just like you don't gotta congratulate me. Like, Why not? I but think, it's nice. I think it's yeah, congratulating no, I, like I your accomplishments. It's a big deal. It I think is. it's like and every lot of people say that, but like at the same time, it's just like, but that's the thing. It's, it's just like uh, a lot of you know things that like you're supposed. To, you don't know, but a lot of things you're supposed to do, like um, people don't do. So. I don't, I don't think facts. I don't think there's no wrong with like people are like oh you shouldn't praise people for doing what they're supposed to do but that's not true like mm-hmm. um if you know someone loves you why would you need to reaffirm that right it's the same concept to me mm-hmm. you should you should you should do things because that makes people feel good like nobody wants to feel unappreciated so right. and it and it, and it might help your journey whether you know it or not I mean oh, I think sure. you know but, like, but this is Ramadan showing me it's just like oh yeah like being on your dance definitely rewarding. I love it. And I, I want to add to that real quick. It's yeah. like, I used to think of it, you know, like you were saying, like, okay, it's a duty. This is something you have to do, mm-hmm. right? But then I had to sit back and think about it. I'm like, wait, why is this something that I have to do, mm-hmm. right? Like, what mm-hmm. are the reasons? Why is this mandatory? And then I think about it, I'm like, it's not mandatory because, you know, it's just like God said, so God said, right? No, mm-hmm. it's like, it's mandatory because it's beneficial for you. For sure. So I'm making it mandatory for you mm-hmm. to do beneficial things for yourself mm-hmm. because I know if I don't, you might not. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think when someone's like, oh, congratulations for doing this, it's kind of like, congrats to kind of going through and benefiting and doing what you did for yourself because sure. you're right. Some people go through Ramadan, not everybody fast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, at the same time, I don't think it's like, oh, good job. I can't believe you can do it. It was like, mm-hmm. damn, like affirmations. Yeah. Like you're saying, like yeah, I commend I you for doing it. Like, mm-hmm. you know. So I think I think that's wonderful that you have that around you. I think that's necessary. Oh yeah, shout out to my man, bro. Like, I, still, like <laughs> I have a great village. Like, and they stand ask questions. Like, they stand be like, oh yeah. Like when I'm on my dean, they definitely respect it. Like we was talking earlier. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't have to work during Ramadan. Like we didn't record. Oh, yeah. Can't do anything during Ramadan. Like, you know what I'm saying? We promoted it a little bit. We promoted episodes, like, other than that. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was very chill. And I Res- definitely respect appreciate it. Respect it. Respect it all. Y'all are nothing but her own. Wow. <laughs> That's a joke. I know it's a joke, but wow. <laughs> um, so, there's no way to segue, and I don't think any podcast or a lot of time could talk about what's going on. Free Palestine, Free Palestine. All my homies say Free Palestine. Free Palestine. Um, for, as someone who's from Palestine, someone who, this is your home, these are you. Go ahead. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. She's not from Palestine. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's you, okay. You are... From the, the region and the area. So these, yeah. I would say you you understand this a little bit more than I think that average person who maybe doesn't come from this area of the mm-hmm. world. For someone who like, so I would consider them your people, like not your people, but right. if, a, if something happens in Texas and people in New York, those are their people, right? Right. Yeah. 9-11, something happened in 9-11. Yeah. So while it's not in that same vein, I get it. Please do not attack me. I understand we are, these are different people. They're different countries within the world. <laughs> Please. But this is a region. So I think you could understand. Yeah, it's been happening there for 73 years. Yeah. Much longer. In, in much longer, you know, yeah. as far as things go. Mm-hmm. So as someone who, like, what do you make of, like, not just what's going on, but, like, how things have changed because um, when I was growing up, I was having this conversation with my father. Like this was conversations that people were scared to have. Yeah. People were very scared to talk about anything in regards to Palestine, right? No matter what. But people are much more, in particular, in this day and age, two thousand twenty-one, much more willing to have conversations about not just 
the Palestine as a country, but what is going on to the people, right? The the genocide that is happening to those people, um, like I said, from the region. Just first, can you explain a little bit about where you're from and do do do, and then yes. <laughs> how we get here and like all your feelings about that? Because you've yes. been big on this before that, like yeah, before you know this got popular, right? Talking. So, so I am from Sudan. So, mm. for those who don't know, I'm from Sudan, and um. Sudan's also, Sudan's been going through something very similar mm -hmm. um, when it comes down to like tribal, when it comes down to separation. It's, 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 that will be a whole different segment. But <laughs> I think that with the, with the issue that's going on in Palestine, I think it's kind of, now I think it's eye-opening. But I want to say, you did mention that now people are open to speaking about it, Right. And they're more like open to like discussing things like this. Before we get to that point, I do want to say that I think the BLM movement that our generation has really, really tried to, you know, has pushed over the past years and the unfortunate things that we've been through, we've showed endless like resilience. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we was out there, we were very vocal now, and I think we started a huge, huge movement that made people feel okay to speak and speak and say they're mine, you know? And I think now they're not afraid because we showed them, like, you know, that's not afraid. And of course, I'm not just saying it started because BLM, but I'm saying um, you see it much more. And I think now everybody's open to say, like, you know, kind of like the stop Asian hate. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of movements, people are like, shoot, like, let's support one another. Like, we have each other's back versus it's us versus them type of thing. Mm -hmm. I like that. And, and with, in regards to what's going to Palestine, I'm gonna be honest, just fucked up. Mm -hmm. It's fucked up. It's not okay. And I think, and for those who don't know, like kind of what's going on in Palestine, it's basically like, um, don't quote me on the year. You had the year. Um, 1899 so I think from that from then, you know, like when they started coming into the land, I think it was kind of like a, hey, you know, they came because they were like, hey, we obviously just were dealing with a whole bunch. We're getting, you know, mm. it was genocide. We were getting slaughtered. Can we come to this land? You know, it's kind of like this is a land that we're the coming European to. Countries that they were living in didn't want them. Didn't to want them at all. Just in case another Hitler came through, because you and, know Mussolini right. was going through doing what he was doing. Right. So, Shout out Italy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not for real. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like. Uh, shout out Italy. I mean, I mean it's, it's a fact. Like, no, oh, for sure. don't leave them out of there. No, it's to you. But as, like, from coming from that point and coming and trying to find like a, a home mm -hmm. because you weren't accepted before, mm -hmm. and now it's a Zionist saying, you know what, we're just going to take over. This is our land now. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> like, kind of sounds like America and how they came and. Mm -hmm. Manifest destiny. It all clicked to me this week. Um, I just I never realized that, but I, I don't know why. I'm like, oh, this, this is this is a this is a different version of Manifest Destiny, mm -hmm. and like they stopped teaching that in American schools. I think I don't I, have not, I haven't been in like a public school system for real, but like they actually used to teach that like, oh, this was a land for God. Like God gave this land to these people because they were being persecuted somewhere else, so they needed to come to this. That, like that, like they tell you that when you're uh, uh, in the second grade. Mm -hmm. Like I, I lied to you, not kids. No, like, that's facts. This is something they tell you in American schools. I promise you, I went to them. I've been to American schools, <laughs> public <laughs> and private. Like religiously, they've been banned. What land? The Jews. What do you mean? And the Torah, it says it. Oh, no, 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 But I'm, I'm just telling you, right. I'm just telling you what, like, manifest destiny. Like, yeah, right. Right. like the right. ultimate idea is, like, yo, these people were persecuted. And they teach you this as, yeah. a, as a kid. And yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, okay. that's, that's why it kind of, and, like. And that's what Brad talked about that on the birthright trip. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's, it's. Always go watch that, you know what I'm saying? Subscribe to that. Hazy <laughs> it's weird to see it happen again in real time, mm -hmm. but elsewhere in another region of the world, mm -hmm. and it'd be the same rhetoric. Like, that's the thing. Like, when it finally clicked, it's like, oh, wow. okay. so it's just that right. simple. Like, right. And then you understand why so many people could kind of go with it because mm -hmm. it's like, you went with the other version. Mm -hmm. 
literally and for a very long time until you realized right. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. you just did another version and you were per- perfectly okay with it mm-hmm. just cause it happened like 200 years prior mm-hmm. right and that's why I'm like when you look at it and you hear like 3.8 billion dollars is getting sent to Israel to fund this massacre like this genocide shout out to the APAC and CPAC convention <laughs> always nigga also when we say shout out we don't mean like shout, shout out, out to them but it's like to let you know that they're bad people so yeah, like sure. here you go Stay like put them on blast yeah. that's just something you guys sometimes like I think you guys get the verbiage wrong but okay. but yes that's that's a good point to say so they're not confused but I agree mm. but I think that's why America's like you know what we're pros we've done this before mm-hmm. we've done this numerous times and you know us being here in DC I want to bring up I was at the protest earlier today um and I couldn't see who was speaking I could only hear but he was speaking on the behalf of Washington DC and he was saying you know you have our support here because we know what it's like to get kicked out of our homes in DC mm-hmm. and get pushed out yeah. to VA and yeah, to Maryland eminent domain in DC right now right now and I and I wanted to bring that up so people because a lot of people are not aware like it's happening right here right mm-hmm. in front of you and so you have to feel for these people. Landover, they doing it right, they do it everywhere. International genocide cannot happen unless domestic genocide is possible. An oppressed person anywhere is an oppressed person everywhere. That's Facts. true, but it's very simple. Yeah. International genocide cannot happen unless domestic genocide is possible. I'm it's, it's, it's very simple. Bro, America practices things abroad to see if it can work here. No, and if it works abroad, they come, they bring. I think it it's here kind of vice versa. Work. It's kind of like you do here first, and then like, oh, let's I'm see if we can really get it. I think, over that, there. but I, I'll say both is right. That they, they, they plan in South America. Come on, child. I think they're both right. I think it's the power that we have here mm-hmm. and we i mean like america's mm-hmm. versus overseas it's yeah. like mm-hmm. this power plus the savagery of what's going on in there together is unstoppable for sure you know so i think it, it plays you know on I each other american rockets that are falling on the palace that's so sick bro it makes my blood boy like it's I mean, blowing me right you know what i'm saying like these are american rockets. these are our tax dollars that are going to these it's people the truth. i mean certain, that's fucked up certain products that you buy in your stores your whole foods and your Starbucks and your McDonald's and all these other places are, they're war profiteers for Israel. Yeah. I was reading a book, I'm reading a book currently called We Charge Genocide and um, they make a great point about like the foundation of the UN and some of the pillars of it and to keep world peace. Mm-hmm. Pretty much that's all the UN is founded for. Right. And I think one of the interesting aspects is that is that it was founded at a time in which people were still colonized mm-hmm. and Jim Crow might have been at its sort of height in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was lynchings every day. I think 10,000 people Strange were lynched within like... They banished uh, for every reason. Within yeah. a... I, I don't want to get it wrong, but 10,000 people within a very short limited time were lynched in the United States of America. And that's only the document. Sound like six months. Right, that's only what's and, and, documented. And that's only the documents. Mm. Uh, documented. So for me... It's very interesting that this idea of world peace was creating in a time where there ultimately may have been the most savagery, savagery going on in the world and as less peace as possible. But it was created. So even the foundations of an organization like that, to me, are the reason why we have issues like what's going on in Palestine. Because... How can you have these people try to rectify an issue when they're not fit for it? Mm-hmm. These people do not. These people do not have the capacity, nor the willpower, nor the historical precedent mm-hmm. in anything. People have charged genocide against these people before on behalf of other people, and they have done nothing. So why would they choose to do anything for anybody else? Stank. That Stank. would just be Stank. my last point. And then, and then Yahoo Jai like turned up because he has not officially been named prime minister of Israel. Like he has been going through this election battle for the last year and a half. A lot of people don't know that. And he's trying to gain the rightest of the right over his other competition, who was also a slamming greaseball nigga. And it's just like, yeah. So, like, a lot of the shit that they're doing now is just like, oh, yeah, like, y'all will not, yeah. But it's just like, bro, it's 73 years, and today marks the anniversary of acceptance of the day of occupation officially. You know what I'm saying? So, what's that, May 15th? Mm-hmm. 1946? 48. 48. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's a it's a thing where history is important. If you don't know history, it's hard for people to have these conversations. Like, um, if you have no idea that, like, people's grandparents are, like, my grandfather was born in 1900, mm-hmm. like the year 1900. So, for that being said, like, there was a state named Palestine in 1900. Mm-hmm. 
British territory, whatever occupation, whatever you want to. Still, mm-hmm. like Ghana was in 1900, yeah, a British territory mm-hmm. occupation. Same with Sudan. <laughs> Nonetheless, <laughs> a place in which people live and people have homes and people have mm-hmm. grandparents and histories and cultures. Yeah. So to 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 act like that doesn't exist is I think it's a very weird concept. Not even on like some like. No, just uh, on a very simple, like, these mm-hmm. are people's grandparents. Like, mm-hmm. if I can trace a grandfather to other people, can trace some of their grandparents further back than that. Right. Some of their great-grandparents to the 1800s. Mm-hmm. That's the same for people in Palestine. That's so right. for people not to understand that very simple concept of, mm-hmm. like, family and then, is a very horrible thing to And then personally right. knowing Palestinians. Yeah. Like... Especially in this area, it's yeah, it's, it's a lot of Palestinians in this area. You know what I'm saying? So just like personally knowing Palestinians, knowing that they can't go back to their That's, home. Yeah, they can't. And I've heard stories of like some friends getting, you know, trying to go back home and they get sent back. Yeah, they get, you know, you're can't at the border. Make it customs can't make it through because they harass you first before they For send sure. you off. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it's all because to go home and see your family, like yeah. you can't see your family. Like you, you can't go back to your own land. Like your tribal homeland Damn. papers go back. You know what I'm saying? Like you got grandparent tribal papers that say you born in Jerusalem in a cave somewhere. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's just like you can't go back because it's been occupied. And it's ours now and because we said so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, um, to me, this this concept isn't a new one and it isn't mm-hmm. an even mm-hmm. frowned upon one. It's just something that when the whole world in this day and age, this happened in maybe 16 or 1600s or 1400s without having no conversation. Uh, we're letting that point, we just draw maps. We're letting people do what they want. <laughs> if, if, they have a, if they have a conviction okay. about it in the 1860s, it's just part of life. For you sure. know, nobody cares. But you can't do that in 2020. And I yeah. think that's the, at least for me, the most interesting part about it. It is happening in real time. Mm. And we're Thanks. all kind of, um, kind of forced to be like, pick a side yeah. and, and it's interesting Thanks. like where we're all forced to pick a side in real time and like like it, what blows my mind is just like like the black lives matter or whatever you know what i'm saying the black panthers or whatever and the palestinians have been connected since time. the 1960s 1950s sure. like you know what i'm saying we met them in a uh a pro afro a Congress meeting in like 1967 or something like that, and they talked about There's a how, long like, history you know, of yeah, connection sure. between the two like the, two movements for sure. Because yeah, the police in the United States and the IDF have been training partners and buddy buddy for, quite a, long for time. quite a long time for most of the police unions and all that shit. That's why I say CBAs for police unions need to be voted on and made publicized in the United States because this is like how you gonna police me and I don't know the ways that you are legally able to police me. Thanks. Well, I think we're, we, we're getting into, like, the deep semantics of, like, uh, society and, like, yeah, yeah. all the things that Charles, it's I was just for. No, 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 no. I, don't, I didn't want you to die. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, but I, I think that's... Those are it. personal conversations that we had. <laughs> I just think, it's, I think it's, it's important, though, because you can't... This, this might be my one jab that I might get a chance, so I have to do it. Like, this is why I think it's really important to hold people who are famous and get clout off of certain things accountable for their message in particular a person like J. Cole I don't want J. Cole to talk about certain things because I only think so not just not just just that but it's that there has to be a certain willingness and capacity to want to talk about things Mm -hmm. like there has to be a certain passion behind um, putting yourself out there and speaking on these things whether right, wrong, because we're all going to be right or wrong, and we'll all have to learn from Thanks. being right or wrong. So the idea that you don't know enough, that's a cop-out. Nobody knows enough about anything before they do it. For sure. That's just kind of how life works. Um, but my greater point is that like when people monetize their whole sort of image off of a certain thing, I think it's very interesting that when time comes to put up, mm. it is very easy for us in this capitalistic society to be like, well, hey, it doesn't really matter anymore. Okay, sure. Like for me, mm. I can't be the guy who talks about weed and all the time and then when something happens with weed be like hey you know like let them lock niggas up I don't really want no wow. beef right. that would be kind okay. of weird right yeah. if I if I'm yeah. always about getting high and doing all it, yeah. it would be kind of like hypocritical in some sense right. to, and, then, and then to be like oh no I just I'm, I just do it in the background mm-hmm. like y'all know what I do huh like and I always vocal about all the weed I'm smoking all the other time mm-hmm. so isn't it weird to be so loud and proud about 
how you're all this and this type of person and you care about the community and you're different from all these other niggas. Or humanity, or, or your or your or your way of living is a little bit different because you not like them other niggas, but then when called out it's like, hey, be nice to me and, t- and talk to me like I'm a five year old because <laughs> I'm not smart enough. I just think it's really weird that we allow people in particular mm-hmm. people we like. Mm-hmm. If there was any other guy we'd be eating that up. Okay, He's examples. Are you guys are, who? Jay Okay, so you guys are taking some Jake. Okay. Yeah. But you know, mate, so are you talking about Jay Cole in this particular situation? Yeah, I, I think for me, I think it's weird to never address like to to never actually address I thought you were talking about famous people, period. Oh, for sure. But I think he is a I think for to me, the whole idea of like the Black Lives Matter movement, so like this sort of era of like politics and civil rights or celebrity mm-hmm. and civil rights. You can't, to me, you can't bake your whole image off of I'm the rugged celebrity who cares about the people. And, you know, that's what I talk about. The girls who get raped, the young girls who don't have no one to. I talk about folding. I can't be that guy. And then when the biggest thing of a generation happens, be like, yeah, you know, I'm just playing the field now because. Can I say something about that? That's my swag. So I think. I think with J. Cole, though, for example, J. Cole, like, you know, everything about Palestine, right? I think to a certain point, he's speaking, for example, when he talks about, when he speaks from where he's coming from, I think he talks about his culture, right? Because mm-hmm. that's something he understands, the stuff that we go through, like BLM and stuff like that, because mm-hmm. we are black, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I think, I used to think that, too, right? Like, damn, if this is what you, this is what you do, then... Talk with your chest, like speak up. You know what I'm saying? But then I realized that sometimes, because he's so huge, I think he wants to allow the ground for people who have that first connection to speak first, right? Like those who have immediate family members in Palestine, or we're even in Palestine, you know? Or in that instance, I think maybe. Oh, I'm just harping on from. The, oh, not Palestine. He, I do not want him to talk about. Yeah, personally. I. Yeah, I think he doesn't <laughs> know anything about it. But I think he can support. Him. But no, I no, think you're right. right. Like, like, I think I think someone should. He should just say free Palestine. Hey, but right. I don't <laughs> this was more so just the idea of the, like the, that movement, like. Right. And I think it's weird because then he comes back and then he drops something like this. And everybody's just like, oh, like, wow. I, you, I have not listened to that, man. I'm not going to lie. I haven't listened yet. Like, I'm like, I need to be sitting down so I can actually hear it when I, I have. But I, I, listen, I like J. Cole music. J. Cole make bad music. But this idea that he is some sort of revolutionary within the music is something that I have a very particular problem with because music actually has revolutionary power. Mm. Like, there is something mm. revolutionary about what music can be to movements and to sure. people. Okay. So to they now... still play the Jimi Hendrix rendition of the Star Spangled so to yes. So to do certain <laughs> things and, put, and to bestow that upon people... And then be like, well, you know, we're just saying. We're just like, no. He makes really good music. He's a really good rapper. That's fine. You don't knock on that. But once you go anywhere past that, I have to be like, no, no, no. Because the politics of it matter when you want to make it that. He's just a good rapper. That's fine. There's no there's no issue with that. Like, that's why I fuck with Drake. Drake is never going to get into the politics of things. And that's fine. He doesn't need to wave there. Drake, the I, I love no, no, Drake. I'm, I'm the biggest Drake. That. I'm talking about any politics, not no, this guy. But just okay. any politics. He wouldn't... Bro, if someone got killed in Canada by his block, he'd probably be like... Unless Baca did I hope, it. He's not speaking like... Yeah, he'd probably be like... He'd probably be like... <laughs> exactly. He'd probably be like, yeah, that's fucked up. Oh, but let me bring up a celebrity that has... That for the first time I'm obsessed with, but for the first time I was actually like... Oh, yeah, I'm, Bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm, all right, then. I was like, all right, I well, listen. What he say? Uh, peace on both sides. First of all, don't get me started well, with you. Blew me on Christmas too, though. Isn't he Egyptian? Yes. Okay, and I can say this. And they share a border with Palestine. And they share a border with Sudan. See, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> this is what I'm. So don't get me started on that that's, part. Because you know I got see, Egyptian friends, but I can go in and y'all know why. See, that's what I'm saying. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm sorry for the outside. That's what I'm saying for for the little stuff. I'm saying she's from the region. Like you see, yes. they, they border each other. Yes. You guys look at the map sometimes. And I just want to bring up. I want to bring up a point since we're talking about that and we're talking about like regions. For example, like there's a lot of things that. I'm going to say something, y'all can't say shit about it because y'all know I'm fucking right. But there's a lot of things that even within the Arab community Mm. that they do to benefit Mm -hmm. their own community. Saudi, 
You do shit to benefit your own fucking community. Egypt. You definitely do shit to benefit your own community. You know what I'm saying? Especially like, and and that's why I'm not even surprised Mm -hmm. that, you know, Mosah said something like that. Because it's like, it's not, this is a thing where it's very clear. There's, we've we've talked about, right now, we've talked about Palestine for what? A minute? Mm -hmm. It comes to a very simple point. I don't give a fuck where you come from what's going on it's there are people being oppressed mm-hmm. there's cer- their oppressors came into their land mm-hmm. okay and now they're taking over by force they're bullying they're killing people there's no i pray for both sides it's if one side wasn't doing the shit that they were doing everybody could be okay and everybody could have coexist mm-hmm. but because one side is doing something now somebody's oppressed there's a whole other side that's oppressed and now this is the issue and i, I love how you put that because that, that forces people to ask, so what is the other side? And this is the issue. You're going to have to tell that part about Manifest Destiny, that these are people who mm-hmm. want a land. And that's fine. Like, you can, but you have to say it with your chest. You cannot say, this is my land. Mm-hmm. No, you have to say, I want someone else's land. Mm-hmm. And then allow the, the chip to, if, people, if, the, if the world says that's okay, now the world will be at fault and the world will have to deal with how they have dealt with Palestine. But to do this playing of like. And the United States being some bitch ass niggas blocking the I don't know what's what. I don't know what's what. I think it's very weird to me. It's weird. And then talking about both sides, like, what are you talking about both sides? There's no. Okay, I hope both sides are okay. <laughs> it's like, no, it's like, I, if I'm a bully and I'm bullying somebody mm-hmm. and then somebody bites back and I start crying, mm-hmm. y'all gonna say, oh, let's, let's, it's both sides, I mm-hmm. feel bad. No, I started this shit. Yeah, it's like, it's fucking personal karma. Like, mm-hmm. that's what it is. That's it. You know, right. so. So, you know, we, we, woo, got a little out of here. Yeah, but then. Transition nicely. Unless you have anything final to say, this is. Uh, no, free Palestine. Um, oh, I also have, and I also got one thing to say because I am Sudanese. For those who haven't looked in, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. We still are oppressed too. So yeah, we're going through some crazy. What did we say earlier? One oppressed, uh, one oppressed person, person anywhere, and an oppressed person everywhere. Boom, boom, boom. Right. All right. So let's lighten it up a little bit. There's no way you can go right. from that to anything light. <laughs> but we do have you here. You do have a popping podcast. Woo-woo. Thank you. And amazing IG live shows, by the way. Oh, yes, thank you. Yes. Thank you. What is, is it every... Every Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you catch me on there. That's my time to interact with, you know, people who aren't in the studio, right? Because a lot of people always watch them and have some shit to say. They're like, girl, say this, this, this. So, this is what's going on. I want to say something. So, I think if you haven't tuned in, please follow me on That's Big Talk and Big Lean with three N's. Um, so, you can get into that. But, yeah. Definitely check out the podcast. That's another thing. What made you want to start that? You know what? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm very, like, you know, I grew up in this area, and I'm, as you can tell, I'm very outgoing, you know, and I know a lot of people in this area through networking, but I always felt like in the DMV, there's so many resources, right? There's Mm -hmm. so much talent, but then the people just, there's like a lack of, like, coming together, right? There's not, like, a platform where people can be like, this is where I'm going to go that's accessible, Right? That's like, hey, I can hit up this person and cross network, right? So I'm like, shit, like I know this person who knows this person wants to get together, blah, 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 blah. Why don't I create a platform in the DMV to to cause, you know, to have that for like artists, entrepreneurs, whatever. And then on top of that, being a black female Muslim, there's a lot of shit I gotta say, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like there's enough platform or segue for black women. You know what I'm saying? To to speak and be comfortable. You know, sometimes if we usually go somewhere, it's usually male-dominated, one, right? And then two, it's kind of like, besides that, it's like, okay, if I go onto this podcast, is it like, you know, or is, it, is everyone black? Do I feel comfortable speaking mm-hmm. about, do they understand me? Mm-hmm. Can I just make these comments everybody knows? So I think that was also important um, for my podcast to make sure that everybody comes, you know, feels comfortable. So that's why I started it. <laughs> love that more female black female podcast we love it black female Muslim podcast even more um, so, like, oh, I'm gonna I was gonna say yeah, that's thing like, so what is it like to be like like you say a black Muslim woman in the podcast world cause like Man. you talk about some stuff like you don't you don't like shy away from any topic it's hard and you be at next I, yeah it's hard because it's like all right, one, like, I'm not going to have a filter for nobody, right? So it's like, I, 
there's a difference between speaking your mind and, and being respectful, right? And you're first generation American. Right, and I'm yes. first generation American, and let me tell you that shit. <laughs> let me tell you, I'm gonna give you examples. So, you know, obviously I, I'll be on like the front line for like mm-hmm. BLM, because that's what I care about. There's things, I'll get into the camera, for example. I'm gonna share this, I'm gonna share this story with y'all, because I think it's funny. Mm-hmm. I was at a protest, and I heard, you know, looking at me, you don't think that I'm, you know, from like first Sudan, or I speak fluent Arabic, right? So this guy from Al Jazeera is on the mic talking shit, like in the middle of the protest, right? He's like, these people are out here and they're acting like animals and they're mad because they want to loot, right? And so like, obviously I got pissed. And so I'm looking at him and I'm letting him talk, right? So then I grab the mic, right? And I just start going off in Arabic. And I'm just like... Was he speaking Arabic? He was speaking Arabic. So when I grabbed the mic and started going up... Yeah, so he didn't think anybody in the crowd knew what the fuck he was talking about. Here I come. So (laughs) I grabbed the mic and I'm like going in in Arabic in the camera. And this is like Al Jazeera, okay? So it's like the biggest... One of the biggest news stations on that side. And I'm kind of like, F him. F (laughs) y'all. F the police. This is not why we're out here. We're out here because we're fighting for our lives. So I said a really, really bad word in Arabic. Mm. Less than 24 hours later. What's the word? Huh. Like, what is the equivalent? No, I'm just, what's the American stuff equivalent? It's like, right, right. I was like, I'm trying to change. It's like mother F your mom's bleep. Okay. Right? But then you fit in, like, yeah, whatever, yeah, you're, yeah. whatever you're cursing, right? Yeah, and so that's like the worst word you, say, word you yeah. could say in Arabic, like, mm-hmm. one of the worst. And so my mom gets this thing on her phone. It's like, blame, blame, blame. Her phone's going off. And it's just oh, a, a WhatsApp. And somebody, it's a WhatsApp of me going ham. <laughs> I couldn't even deny it. I video was like, and all. video and all. Yeah, for sure. It's me on the you camera. Posted the video recently, right? I, I posted it because I was like, fuck it, the guy's <laughs> out the bag. It was me. But it was crazy because, and this is another thing, they don't understand even being black mm-hmm. in Sudan or being black in the Middle East, mm-hmm. they don't really understand why this is, why the BLM movement is a big movement. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, uh, for me, being first generation, is like, no, mom. They don't look at you and be like, oh, you're from you're Sudan. From Sudan. And the, no, we're I mean, all fucking black. black. Yeah, and yeah. they are, I think they're, they're corrupt within themselves when it comes to, like, colorism in Africa, mm-hmm. which is a whole different story. But she was like, it, it took her a while to understand why it was. You were so passionate. Why I was so passionate. So, like, things like this, it's like, I'm fighting, and then again, I'm a female out there screaming, da 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 That's also an issue, mm-hmm. right? And so I think with Especially me, it's like... a lot of conservatives. Oh, my God, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, and then not only through, like, the parents, like, I'll post something on my on my podcast, right? And I'll get people like men into that, like mm. these guys that are like hiding behind cameras, like, you're a slut. <laughs> you're talking about guys. How do you love God? I'm like, what? This shit don't make no fucking sense. Like, what is you fucking talking about? Like, you know what I'm saying? But you're still the same one telling me that, but you're judging me. So yeah. who's in the wrong? You know, mm. I get a lot of that. Like, if I was to show you guys my, like, you know, the little side pocket dance, it's sick. I'm not gonna lie, it's fucked up. Mm. But being solid in what I am and what I believe, like, that, that shit don't shake me, but mm-hmm. I can see how it can shake somebody somebody else, and it's fucked up. People got to be mindful of other people. You know what I mean? Just mind your motherfucking business if you don't like it. Listen to something else. You got to listen to... Business, you yeah, mind your motherfucking business. So I'm glad you brought that up, because every time I get on something, it's like, I got to know I'm going to hear something later. Mm-hmm. I can never do something and not hear something yeah. about it later. So... Well, check out the pod so you can hear her shit, hear her talk her <laughs> shit, and feel her while she talk her shit. <laughs> right. Um, sure. Thank you. Anything? <laughs> oh, this is the thing we do. You see the camera? Boom, boom, boom. You look straight. Oh, okay. Yeah, Draw yeah, water. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up. I was like, wait, are we closing out? I thought that was her fine. I thought. Oh no, I was gonna slide some in real quick. All right. I thought she was gonna drop it. Oh, sorry. So one more thing. I did start an initiative. Going back to our conversation about Ramadan, I did start an initiative with my two girls at Imas, um, in summer, and what we started was an initiative called Drop a Life, which was basically raising money to build wells. Overseas, our first place is Sudan, obviously, because us three were from Sudan, so we're like, why not start there? Mm-hmm. Since we don't have gas, we don't have water, we don't have food, we don't have a government, we don't have bread, we don't have shit right now. And the Sahara is growing. And this, right. And so we were like, what's the best way that we can do something? And, you know, Islam is called sadaqah, right? Mm-hmm. Sadaqah, which is like 
money that you invest, a charity that you invest into that's lifelong even after you pass, right? Mm -hmm. So like building a well. Whenever somebody drinks from the well, showers from the well, et cetera, you're blessing somebody else. So um, I was like, why not? This is something I wanted to do before Ramadan. So I'm like, why not? Let me do it now. You know, instead of me doing something, let's get everybody involved. And you don't have to be Muslim to do so. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, if you want to help, you want to make a change in somebody's life, donate, even if it's a dollar. So follow Drop a Life on Instagram. Um, we have our GoFundMe. So it's GoFundMe.com forward slash Drop of Life. Our goal is 10K. I think right now we're at like 8,084. Make some noise for that. Yes, we're like a little shy of 2K. Alhamdulillah. And thanks to you guys, honestly, because without y'all, we wouldn't have all this. And so um, also, if you want to fund a well on your own, it's $400. So if you want to build a well in your name um, for your family, you can too. Just hit me up. But I want to put that out there. So if you guys please help us reach our goal. We're almost there. Um, we have an event coming on the end of May for the DMV. Any entrepreneurs, small businesses, um, artists, if you would like to join and help contribute, um, hit me up on Big Lean with three N's. And um, yeah, that's it. I, I threw that in there. So what I was <laughs> going to say was you can look right in that camera okay. and, and then tell them something about yourself. Oh, now, see, you could have did that there, but you know, Fuck. you want to get that I fucked it up right because it's so hard. It's like a job interview. Purpose, but, 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 <laughs> I know that was Big Lean with three ends got something more for us. So you had stories for us and everything. Uh, and you right? went to a rally today. So I know you, I know you got that energy. So give me something. Just look in the camera. <laughs> This it's like this is where I malfunction. Like, this, this is for all your fans, our fans, and all the fans all around who will ever watch Sweat. this. <laughs> okay, something what? Just about me yeah, that about I do? Yourself. That you want them to know about you. Damn. Oh, okay, this is good. It's not as big and all wonderful as all the things I said. But I am launching my website that I've been planning on launching for forever. It's going to be that'sbigtalk.com. And that'll be coming in two weeks. It'll have merch links to my website um, and an about me page if you want to know a page for inquiries and make sure I go on there I'm very proud to have my first domain congratulations and I built the website myself support me okay so that's one thing about me I guess I could say that I'm really proud of Big Lane with three ends, you guys. Make some noise. Ooh, Ooh officially I do it's gonna be so like I told you I'm going out of um the country to go visit my brother since he was a local. By the way, he was had a local food truck. Mo's Burgers. My brother started a food truck, uh, made it big, and now he moved over to Dubai, and now he opened a couple restaurants. So I'll be over there in Vicious. June. Yeah, and so uh, I'll be back by the end of June. I'm teaming up with my man's Brandon. Um, you might have seen him on Switchology. He kind of makes basketball videos in this area. He mm -hmm. also does 6-8 media. So he'll be joining me as a videographer um, for my podcast, Inshallah. The end of June. So look forward to that. <laughs> Thank you once again, Big Lane. Thank you for having me here. You on the job. I know. I'm telling you. <laughs> but I, I made it here and I'm very happy I came. This no, was wonderful. Happy. This is a great space. I, you y'all know y'all gotta come. Okay. Three thousand. All my homies from the <laughs> We start how we start, that's how we finish. We know the vibes. <laughs> <laughs>